0: mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Silicon Theory Podcast. I am Sean, Mm -hmm. your host and moderator, and with me, as always, is Sean P. Sean P., say hello. What's up, guys? We are going to talk in this episode about the Google Pixel phone. Our first impressions, there is already an article up on SiliconTheory.com about my first 48 hours with the device, so check that out as well, but now that we have the phone in hand, Sean P's had a chance to play around with it a little bit, I've had a chance to play around with it a little bit, We're gonna, we're going to talk about what about the rumors came true, what we like, what we don't like, at least as far as first impressions go. Talk a little bit about the design and performance of the phone and uh, what this device means for Google as a hardware manufacturer company. So, um, you good? You want to talk? Yeah, sure. What do you want to start with? The rumors versus what we got? Yeah, let's go
1: there. All right, Android Police gets a big shout out here because they nailed everything. Uh, They nailed the design of the phones. They nailed the price point, the differences between them. So, real quick, as a general rundown... We have two phones, one 5-inch, one 5.5-inch. The 5-inch has a 1080p AMOLED. The 5.5-inch has a 2K AMOLED, 1440p. Um, Other than that, they're the same. So Snapdragon 821, uh, 4 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM. Uh, We have 32 gigabytes of internal storage, or 128 gigabytes. No 64 gigabytes, which is kind of funky. Kind of weird. But they just don't do it. Three colors. We got the uh, quite... Wait, what yes, is it? Quite black. Quite black, very silver, and really blue. And the really blue is a uh, smurfy blue, I would say. Um, the price points were what we basically been rumored to have, which is a starting point of $650, which is significantly more expensive than the Nexus phones. Uh, the top of the line is 128 gigabyte Pixel XL, which tops out at $879. 69, 869. 869. Um, so they're expensive. And when they came out, everyone decried them for being expensive and uh, not good enough and uh, didn't like the designs and the internet outrage was palpable. Reddit, our Android, had their pitchforks out. And then shortly thereafter, all of these
0: sold out virtually everywhere. So people must not have been too upset. Either that or there were only four of the Pixels and four of the Pixels XLs made and sold. And I'm pretty sure that's not the case. And Google is not
1: dicking around with this. Um, I have seen ads on the presidential debates, football games, The Walking Dead, and on their actual homepage when you go to Google something and an advertisement pops up. I went to Verizon to check the phones out. They have a huge insert on their front door. When you go in, it's the most prominent Android phone. F- phone by far, and the display was actually larger than the iPhone display, and when you talk to their representatives, they were pushing the Pixel like no other. So Google must be paying a small
0: fortune to for marketing on this phone. It's been ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. I also went to the Verizon store the day that the Pixel XL was scheduled to arrive just to look at it, get it in hand, and see it. Um, they're, they're pretty nice And as I walked up to the front door of Verizon There was a giant Pixel phone ad It's the same as on the front of the box So all of Google's marketing is very cohesive Very linear, very direct They want you to buy this phone You went to a Verizon to check it out You've had a chance to kind of fondle, if you will The one that we have as the test unit What do you think? So my first impression upon walking to Verizon and laying eyes on the phone was, fuck
1: me, that looks a lot like an iPhone. I mean, Stevie Wonder could tell you this phone looks like an iPhone. If you look at it from the front minus the button, it is an iPhone. That's actually not bad though. The iPhone's a fantastic design. Um, And these phones are both really high quality pieces. When you pick them up, they're weighty in hand. They're using really nice materials. You have the metal and glass. Um, They're definitely a step above the build quality of the Nexus 6P even from last year, which was also a metal and glass build But the pixels feel Just more substantial in hand and nicer despite that Uh, the buttons are placed well I still prefer Samsung's button layout. I prefer the volume rocker on the left side of the phone and the the power button on the right. I think it's just easier to deal with and on the Pixel, they're both on the right side of the phone. So I could see clicking the wrong one by accident, but the buttons themselves are nice. Um, They have a nice clicky feel and they're they're high quality pieces. Um, The phone does have a fair amount of bezel not more than the iphone so it's about equivalent but if you put it next to like the note 7 which now doesn't exist or some of the samsung phones on the market it definitely has more bezel but when you're actually using it it just doesn't really matter that much i have to tell you like yes it has more bezel if you really oppress someone they would notice that it has more bezel when you're actually using the phone or doing something with it it doesn't matter at all Um, and as far as the way it looks i'm probably in the minority here i actually really like the way it looks like look again from the front it is an iphone from the back it has some personality though it has this glass panel uh that takes up like what the top 40 percent of the phone roughly and yeah um you know in the black and the white i thought it looked it looks really good i haven't seen the blue in person yet only in pictures but i like the design like we always laughed of hey we want an android iphone well here it is We got
0: it <laughs> what do you much. think what do you think of yours Um, I, I really like it. Um, and just to circle back to something that we already touched on real briefly, everything, uh, every version of the pixel XL with the exception of the 32 gig, very silver pixel XL is sold out on Google. So, um, Somebody's buying them. I don't know how many of them they made, but somebody's buying them.
1: Verizon, by the way, is running uh, 30 days behind on 128 gigs. That's what they're quoting right now when you try to buy
0: them. So obviously, hot seller there as well. Definitely. Now, back to the phone. Um, you can't see me, dear listeners, but I'm holding it in my hand right now. and I would almost say you're creepily fondling it, as a matter of fact. I would tend to agree, actually. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a really nice phone. I'll be honest. I have the 6P. I really like it. Um, if i had a couple of complaints about it it would be that i don't particularly care for the button placement Uh, i haven't i actually have a case that mitigates that somewhat but i don't particularly care for where the button placement is and it's just a little bit too big i knew that getting it it was a 5.7 inch phone i was coming from the g3 the g3 is 5.5 it also had a great screen to bezel ratio it's I still own the G3. I have it at the house. It's a Verizon variant, and it it uh, it. Takes pictures and does some other things on Wi-Fi for me, but why in the hell don't you sell your old phones? I I we'll never agree on this. I'm weird, um, but it, it really that for me was a great, great phone. And this Pixel XL reminds me a lot of that. Now the bezels are larger, but it feels good in hand. It's a little bit narrower than the 6P. It's a lot shorter than the 6P, and by that I'm a lot. I mean, it's like four, almost four and a half millimeters shorter. So the form factor is very good. It fits in your hand well. The build quality is excellent. As Sean is already touched on and it the display is amazing I've had a chance to take some pictures with it the camera's really good it's fast Mm. the new uh, pixel launcher is a little bit unusual coming from uh, the old stock Android experience, but you get used to it pretty easy. Um, And it does. It feels like an Android iPhone. It really does. It feels expensive.
1: I know that sounds stupid, but when you're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a smartphone, I would say from a quality standpoint right now, you have like the iPhone is usually considered the pinnacle. And then I think the Note 7 and maybe the uh, S7 Edge is in that same... Area of Just super... Everything fits together really nicely. They're really well thought out. Um, you know, gaps and everything. Buttons. They all do those things really well. I always felt like the upper echelon was recently the Samsung and the Apple phones of the, the planet. And I always felt like the Nexus 6P was a step down. Cons- not a huge step down, but it just wasn't quite as nice. And I felt like LG was kind of in that secondary tier of, like, not quite as nice. I'd actually put HTC in that top tier again of really well put together hardware. For sure. And this phone belongs in that top tier. I I would say this phone, you know, the Pixels, HTC, Apple, and Samsung uh, are in the top tier right now as far as the overall quality of hardware. And then for me, the secondary tier would be like Motorola, LG, and and some of the other other phones on the market. So they're charging premium money. It's a premium phone. You pick it up and you immediately go, this is a really, really well put together device with excellent material use and it's it's great feels expensive I I don't know what more you could ask for
0: it's lighter than I expected as well when you pick it up and hold it in hand to feel as good as it does and also have this kind of almost unnatural lightness to it it's uh it's remarkable. It's extremely well crafted, it's a remarkable piece of technology. Uh, I told Sean P. off era the story of how when I first got it out of the box and um fired it up and looked at the display, it was so bright indoors, I just naturally assumed it was a hundred percent brightness. And when I went into the settings it was actually only at 50% brightness. So the display really pops, the colors are good, blacks are deep, it's fast it's uh my first impressions of it are it's a really really expensive but great little phone so
1: and and i am the resident uh screen nazi like ridiculously so i'm so picky i I hated the nexus 6 it was the yellowest dingiest just dim screen it was a piece of crap in my opinion if we're being honest which is part of the reason i always buy samsung because they're kind of the pinnacle well i had the 1080p neck uh pixel And the, you know, 1440p Pixel XL next to a My Note 5 and my friend's Note 7. Full brightness, ramped all the way up, and when you look at them all side by side, the Samsung screens might be, like, minusculely nicer if you know exactly what to look at. But I'll be honest, there was a lot of times when I actually thought the Pixel XL screen was the nicest looking of the quartet. Um, It's a little bit warmer. It looks a little less red to my eyes. Um, But... I guess the point here is, you know, in objective measurements, they're saying that the XL actually is a little bit dimmer than the Samsung phones. It's about 422 nits is the phone arena measurement, and uh, I think trusted reviews have it in the low 400s, whereas the Samsung guys get up to the 550 range, but the Samsungs have that auto brightness mode that it sacrifices color accuracy for brightness. I think in normal use, they hover more in that 450 range, so... No, I agree. I I think they're adequately bright, and I was pleasantly surprised by the fact that the 1080p 5-inch Pixel, to my eyes, also looked fantastic. Um, The color temperature versus the Pixel XL was identical. Colors popped. Blacks were obviously the super dark that you're used to. Contrast was excellent. Um, Great screens. Nothing to complain about. And... I would say a step up definitely from the 6p again the 6p had a, a nice screen it was basically a lower binned version of the note 5 screen essentially is what we found out or that you know s6 screen i guess last year we're not quite sure but it always looked good but not quite as good it peaked out about 360 nits and it looked dimmer to me and never it, it looked like 90 percent as good i would say these screens look like 97 percent
0: like virtually indistinguishable great screens definitely and I know that there was a lot of uh, hemming and hawing on the internet ahead of time, and as we've talked talked about, they've already been sold out, and this comes after, I think, almost unilaterally, and Sean P can speak to this a little bit better than I did, I did as much of a job as I could trying to find every review, both printed and video, that I could lay hands on, and with maybe one exception, that being Ars Technica, the phone is being universally praised as the greatest Android phone available.
1: Well, in Ars Technica, I believe they're British, so their version of a good review is still kind of bad. Um, If they give you a C, you're like, yeah, awesome. So their review I would classify as uh, lukewarm, but I would classify the site as lukewarm. So there you have it. And the reviews, by and large, here's basically what this boils down to for me. The Pixels are... Exceedingly well-rounded phones out of the box. Everything works really really well. The camera boasting That Google did was no bullshit. I mean DxOMark we kind of mock sometimes because their reviews are almost meaningless They've given Sony phones amazingly high scores and the Sony the actual camera was crap Um, But generally speaking, you know DxOMark does an okay job and this was the highest rated one So coming out people we didn't really know what to expect well you know again right out of the bat you pull up the the camera application and it's easy to use it takes pictures lightning fast and the quality is right up there with the Galaxy S7 Edge and Note 7 and the iPhones and even like you could throw the LG V20 in the mix as far as like the best pictures so when Google said this is the best camera they're not kidding around it absolutely stands toe-to-toe with the other, those are the unquestioned leaders across the market and it's just as good um, and I think everything it does when I've used it, does it benchmark as high as the Exynos-powered Samsungs? So the answer is no, it doesn't. Does it benchmark as high as the A10 from Apple? No, nothing does. When you're actually using the phone, does it feel freaking fast all of the time? Yes, it feels lightning fast. It reminds me of the OnePlus 3 I had earlier in the year that felt fast doing everything. This is the same. It, Whatever you're doing, UI, opening an application, downloading an application, running something processor intensive, literally no matter what you do, it doesn't stutter, it doesn't stammer, it just moves at lightning speed. Um, And it really, like there really isn't a huge discernible weakness in this phone for me. You could nitpick things like, oh, I wish it had smaller bezels. Um, You could say, I wish it was waterproof. Although Sean sent me a uh, video of someone putting it in water for an hour, and it still functioned. It, it wrecked the micro- uh, the uh, speaker, speaker yeah. but the phone still functioned. Um, and so when you look at all these things, it's like, as I said, it's an exceptionally well-rounded phone. I, we had a family birthday party yesterday, and my aunt, who's an Android person, is replacing her 2013 Moto X, and she wants a bigger phone, and she said, what phone should I buy? And I said, unquestionably, the Pixel XL. Think about that for a second. This is a non-tech-savvy person that never even knew Nexus phones existed and probably is going to go out and buy a Pixel XL. Does that mean Google is accomplishing what it wants with this phone? Did it accomplish what it wants? I would argue it's a total accomplishment from, my, from where I'm sitting. I think it's the best big
0: screen Android phone on the market right now. I don't, I don't think... I don't think anybody would say any different. Uh, All of the reviews that I've seen are glowingly positive. Again, there are nits to be picked, but if we look at this as Google's truly first attempt at producing hardware and software, it's unquestionably a home run. It's a great phone that has a few minor flaws that will more than likely be corrected in the next generation. And yeah, is it expensive? Of course it is, but you are... For the most part, getting what you pay for, and the only thing that we haven't had a chance to do extensively is battery life checks, which I'll be doing over the course of the next couple of days for our full review, but um, so far, early returns are really positive when... It's in doze mode. The battery, literally, I've had it overnight a couple of times, and it's dropped like 1%. That's insane to me. Um, it, it's a really, really nice little phone, and I say little at the 5.5-inch display size, which is crazy because the there is a smaller version of it, but the, uh, the phone just works. And I knew right away that Sean P. probably wasn't going to like this phone, and I know a lot of people on the Internet are mad about it, And I think I've already decided the title of my review for the Pixel XL is gonna be, Google's phone is extraordinarily ordinary. There's nothing that jumps out at you as being, this is the major feature that it wants to lean on. It's just a phone that you take out and use it every day and don't have any problems with.
1: I'm gonna step in here too and say, it's unfair to say that I'm not going to like this phone. I actually quite like this phone look i've been a samsung specifically a note homer for a while because i i feel like their phones are the most well-rounded they do the most things that i value um and you know i fancy myself kind of a high-end user because i'm a snob just like with everything else in real life so you know i like the fact that it had like i bought the exynos 8890 version of the note 7 from singapore because i just had to have what i consider to be the best so look i'm weird i'll fully acknowledge it Having said all of that, as I said, this phone's excellent. There are nits to be picked. I think, you know, if the Note 7 wasn't hand-grenading on everyone, we actually, I still have mine, and we put it side by side. It has a bigger screen. It has a smaller footprint. It has a lot less bezel. The camera's... Equivalent at least, it has a slightly larger battery, uh, wireless charging, waterproofing. So I still think that from a form factor standpoint, I think the S7 fits better, in, the Note Seven, excuse me, fits better in your hand. But it also is a dead product. It explodes. This is actually happening. So really, comparing it is moot to some extent because it's not actually a product that's on the market anymore. Um, but yeah, this phone's great. It, like as I said, it's just. It, it does everything well. You pull it out of the box and you can use it. It does everything well. You don't have to root it. You don't have to flash, you know, a ROM. You don't have to do literally anything to it because it just does everything really, really well. Um, and you know, again, going back to the price outrage, it just it rings hollow to me, especially having seen it side by side. I think anyone would say that the Nexus 6P was the most well-rounded Nexus phone to date, and it had nice build quality and it's a great phone don't get me wrong the pixel xl is better in every way for me um it's smoother in operation it doesn't feel as nice in the hand i know this sounds ridiculous but the pixel feels like a phone that should cost more than a nexus 6p the 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 materials being used are nicer i think the form factor is better The screen's unquestionably better. The camera's unquestionably better. It's using UFS 2.0, which is an upgrade over the memory being used in the 6P. And when you look at the totality of the package, which, you know, this is what you have to look at, I think, when you're looking at phones now. You could pick apart feature by feature, but objectively and subjectively, I just think the Pixel XL is a
0: better phone. And that's fair. And I don't mean to say that you don't like it because you don't like it. I mean, it wouldn't be a phone that you would choose, but only because it uh, isn't a Samsung device now.
1: Actually, gun to my head right now, if I had to purchase a new phone, it is the phone that I would choose, quite frankly. Um, I'm just going to rock my Note 5 until things get sorted out. I'm kind of I think the Note 7 things left such a sour taste in my mouth that I'm willing to be a little bit patient and see what the first half of next year looks like. But if I had to, you know, if I was in a situation where I didn't have another phone and I'm trading in my Note 7, I have to make a decision, unquestionably, it would be the Pixel XL.
0: And that says a lot. I mean, we've got uh, a lot of folks that under normal circumstances, if they're not Android enthusiasts, you're probably going to point them in the direction of an iPhone if they need a new smartphone. I've done the same. Most of my family also owns iPhones and uh, that's no knock on them but I just don't want to do tech support long distance first of all and second of all they want something that they can get into that again they're going to be able to pull out of the box and it just works and now I think we can say safely the same thing about the Google Pixel phone if you just want a great phone that works and you're an Android guy or gal The Pixel's probably it.
1: And huge props to Google here for releasing at the same time a small and a large version. The Pixel XL is getting a lot of the ink right now, but the Pixel is an excellent phone. Literally, you can get a smaller phone where you're not giving up a bunch of stuff. The only differences are a low-resolution screen, which is totally appropriate for a 5-inch phone. And it has a smaller battery because it's a smaller phone. But literally, other than that, it's just as powerful and does everything exactly the same as the XL. This is something we've talked about a lot where small phones, you tend to get a gimped version. Um, Apple, even, there's a lot of differentiation now between the... I would say there's more of a difference between the 7 and the 7 Plus than there is between the Pixel and the Pixel XL. That's fair. So this is a no-bullshit small phone for those of you that have Donald Trump hands, um, i.e. on the smaller side that look comically small sometimes. But, Zing. you know, if you have small hands, you can go use this, and this is an option where you don't have to give up a bunch of stuff. You still get the same amazing camera. You get literally every single feature. You get great battery life. Um, it's great. It, and... I think the biggest thing for me is not only do they make great phones this year, but man, if this is their first attempt, like the Verge that has been no- notorious in the past for kind of, people call it
0: iVerge because they love the iPhones. And they tend to be really harsh on Android phones. They even mock themselves with that. I believe they're releasing merchandise and one of the t-shirts is actually going to say iVerge because that term has been leveled against them so many times.
1: But to their credit, by the way, I felt like their reporting and reviews in the last year have been much better and a lot more objective and they they gave the notes and the Samsung's really high scores but when they reviewed this they said it's a home run I agree with them I think for a first attempt this is a home run to me they've taken all of the lessons that they learned from the Nexus series and they took the premium build quality and other things and combined it in an excellent first attempt but what this really does for me that's really exciting is I feel like the Pixel 2 next year is going to be a grand slam, if you will. And what I mean by that is I would imagine a lot of the things that we criticize on this one, if and there isn't a lot of room, but the large bezels, the lack of waterproofing, some of the other little ins and outs, they'll be they'll be resolved next year. So this phone already home run, I agree, but next year. We we talked about this a little in our other podcast. Like Samsung kind of had the Android space to itself, and in the premium phone segment, we've talked before how it was Samsung and it was Apple, and that was it. Well, guess what? Now Samsung took a shit on the Note Seven, damaged their brand to a degree we still haven't figured out. I don't think they have either. So I think they're still up there. People still love Samsung, but now there's three people in that group, and one of them is Google, and you know, if that's, I think that's what they set out to accomplish it, what they set out to accomplish with the pixel. And to me, they've done it.
0: Absolutely. And we've been, we've been banging on Google for years to do this exact thing. And now that they went and did it, uh, I think a lot of people are skeptical, but they shouldn't be because even though Google doesn't necessarily have track record, again, if this is their first effort Uh, and they have basically what amounts to virtually unlimited resources and they've committed a good portion of those resources to making hardware and they have somebody like rick osterloh in charge of the hardware division and and bringing the software and the hardware together in a single package Uh, again i'm really also excited for next year's pixel 2 because i think it'll be even better than this already great phone here's another key thing too like we're
1: nerds, right? And the people on Agreed. our Reddit or Android, our Android on Reddit, like these are the top like one percent of tech users. Maybe even a you know more, weirder number than that. Point one, God knows. So we all sit here and we complain and we we you know fight about the minutiae of these phones, right? And for years, the thing with Apple was like, oh, it doesn't have this and it doesn't do that and it doesn't do this. And every quarter, Apple was selling record numbers of iPhones and their stock was setting new record highs and they were setting new record profits. I don't really think Apple gave a shit what all of us thought because they were selling 100 million iPhones to the masses. Google with the Pixel is doing the same thing. I don't think Google gives a shit if we're fighting about the bezels or doing any of these things. I think what Google's doing right now is going... These phones are sold out everywhere. Verizon is selling them and pushing these suckers hard. You walk, as I said, can you imagine if I told you a year ago, "Hey, you're gonna walk into a Verizon store and the Google phone's going to have the single biggest marketing presence and display in the store"? You would have said, "I don't know what crack you're smoking, but you need to stop doing it immediately because
0: you're high off your ass." That's one hundred percent true.
1: That's happened. I walked into a Verizon store and this has actually happened. I mean, we had the Galaxy Nexus, which was the worst debacle ever in Verizon history. And now today we have Verizon pushing the Google phone more than any other phone that they sell. So from Google's standpoint, again, I have to to think they're probably sitting there going, we did exactly what we wanted to do. They're selling these suckers out. The next one's going to be even better. And, you know, we may still be sitting here next year and people still may be complaining about little odds and ends with the new, you know, the Pixel 2. And I'm sure we'll probably have nits to pick with the iPhone 8 and with the, you know, Galaxy, whatever the hell they end up releasing. But, you know, Galaxy S8 Pro Stylus Edition to replace the Note. But regardless of all of these things, it's like none of these companies care if they're making huge profits and selling out their phone. So Google
0: right now has to be feeling pretty good in my estimation. So, just as a quick recap of your bizarro history lesson, the note doesn't exist, and Verizon's pushing a Google phone. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get in my future airship and fly home, because I don't know what the heck just happened, but yeah, it's, the end it's result like, It's like
1: Half-Life 3 got released. Like, what else could happen now? The world's <laughs> going to melt down here. Yeah, you know, Trump's going to win the presidency. I mean, this is how crazy things are right now. You can't discount anything, but you're absolutely right. Like, this... For years, we were like, Google needs to make a phone, and everyone needs to get on board, and Verizon needs to sell it, and all these things need to happen, and then we would go, ha, 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 that'll never happen. And it's like, this has happened. And the Pixel phones are fantastic for a first shot. They're expensive. But again, like now with the Note 7 out of the market, it is the, it's the Android iPhone. Go see for yourself. It looks just like it. And the whole it just works mantra, you pick it up and everything just works and it's fast. This is the
0: closest Android phone that I've ever used that could say that with a straight face. I agree. Uh, And I also think if you're listening to this podcast, you should definitely go and check out the Pixel or Pixel XL. If you're in the market for a new phone, you can do a lot worse. There's no doubt about it.
1: Do yourself a favor, too, and stop worrying about things like the bezels are too large, if that's a thing. They're not. You're going to forget within five minutes to start using it and just see what a well-rounded, wonderful device it is. So, you know, and by the way, from a support standpoint, it's going to be supported. Google does the updates, so you're going to get quick updates, new features. This was their first attempt. There, It's kind of their baby, so I would imagine that they're going to take excellent care of their customers. If you're in the market for a small or large Android phone... Or a phone in general, I would say you should absolutely look at these. You should cross-shop
0: it against the iPhone, and they're great. No doubt. The uh, the biggest thing, I think, that's going to come about from this is kind of, as you said, Google's going to realize that they did something really, really good here. And I think, and I hope very much so, that they're going to want to take it into the future and not just make this something like the Nexus Q, which is a uh, one-hit wonder and never seen again.
1: Now, Google never introduces something and then gives up on them right away. That never happens, ever. Wait, wait what? One other quick thing, too, just before we sign off with how all the wonderful things that uh, Google does. I'm going to go on a quick rant here as I, I'm i known to do from time to time. Uh, I think it's preloaded with four messaging apps. Four. Allo, Hangouts. Is Messenger on there? Yes, it is. Messenger's on there, so that's three, and I think there's a fourth. I don't even know what the hell. Even if it's three, that's about two too many. So just to go back here, I know we've had this discussion in the past, and I'll keep my voice down until I get loud again here in a second. Google, what the fuck? Copy iMessage. Jesus Christ, you guys. What a freaking disaster. Aloe, no SMS hangouts. You're kind of abandoning a lot of people like hangouts, and you're kind of just screwing them Um, Can you please please do a good job with your? uh, Messaging software as you did with your pixel hardware. Why how did you finally get freaking hardware, right? But you can't get your messaging software, right boggles my mind Jesus Christ fix it it, All right. My rant's over.
0: <laughs> it is kind of unfathomable about we can make a completely integrated hardware and software device that everybody loves, and yet we still can't figure out how to get a universal chat platform. It First
1: is, attempt. First attempt. Here's your vertically integrated hardware that's works freaking fantastic with the software. Everything's great. but. Hey, we've had roughly a decade
0: and still can't even get messaging close. God, makes me want to throw up. It is strange how a company as big as Google can do the big things right and get the little things wrong, but hopefully they're working on that.
1: And then again, Samsung has the Note 7 catching on fire, so screw
0: it. Can't be all bad. (laughs) So anything else before we wrap it up, you think?
1: No, it's been kind of a, this was a, a good year overall, I think, Note 7 disaster notwithstanding for phones, and uh, the Pixels were really the last main big release. We really, the next couple of months are probably going to be devoted more towards rumors leading up to MWC in uh, February than anything else, but the Pixels are an excellent punctuation mark for the year because, by and large, from a well-rounded Android phone standpoint, I think they kind of stand for everything that is going right in the Android space they're not perfect. There's room for improvement. But they work, they just work really well. They're excellent pieces of hardware. Um, well done.
0: So there you have it, our first impressions of the Google Pixel and Pixel XL phones. Uh, spoiler alert, you're probably got a preview of how the review is gonna go as well, but stay tuned for that. Uh, As always, you can check us out at SiliconTheory.com. We are at Silicon Theory on Twitter and Instagram. I also put up some pictures, sample photos from the Pixel XL on the Instagram feed, so go check that out. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. If you're there, stop off leave us a five-star review. We appreciate it. And as always, if you have any other questions, anything else you want us to cover, hit us up at SiliconTheory at gmail.com. That does it for this episode. Uh, Hopefully you made it this far. So thanks very much. Take care and have a good night, guys. Have a good night, everyone.